Chiefs have enough bodies at wide receiver to make it a conundrum about who can get on this roster. Deep dive today, positional review of the wide receivers, who's going to make the 53, and who's going to be available later in the year today on Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's Tuesday's edition. We are starting our deep dives into positional reviews every single person on the roster at a given position, what they look like, where they can fit in, and what's the future look for that position come the regular season. That's what we're doing today. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, and RGR Football. Thanks for making us your first listen. Check out another Lockdown Show for your next listen because we're free every day on every platform, starting with YouTube, where you can like, sub, and hit the bell right now, especially for you everydayers. We know that you like those notifications because they certainly do help. If you want to be an everydayer, just get signed up and you'll get them as well. Now we can get into the topic of the day because this is a good one. Yeah, and thank you to those everydayers, those locos out there, those Locked On Chiefs online subscribers. We do appreciate you, so thank you very much. And if you want to be able to text us, you can text us at 816-357-8781. Tell us who you think is going to make the roster from the 53-man roster. And I guess we do need to get this kicked off, but I think the place we need to start is this is our prediction for who's going to be on the roster, assuming they don't make another move and bring in somebody else. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've we've talked enough about this position all offseason. Uh, and just last week, and there's going to be more this week, I'm sure. Don't miss us tomorrow. Uh, Matt Derrick will join us for an uh, inside look from the organization. Then later in the week, we're going to talk about what can you learn from years past? What can you apply in this year for what you are trying to do, uh, fantasy and otherwise? A lot coming this week. But for today, the wide receiver group, what will it look like at every single level, given what's there right now? All, all asterisks applied should an acquisition occur. But uh, this is June. We're taking a look before training camp. We don't expect any movement there until closer to training camp. So I think we're okay for now. So here's the big thing for me. And for those of you that are watching on YouTube, I'm going to put this on the screen uh, so that you can enjoy it as well. Because I have to scroll quite a bit because of the volume of players on here. Uh, Kakoa Crawford, Ty Freifogel, Richie James, Sky Moore, Cornell Powell, Nico Remigio, Rasheed Rice. Interesting thing about that is Rasheed's the only guy listed uh, at higher than 6'1". So that's something to keep an eye on. Then we have to go down to page two of the wide receiver group. John Ross, Justin Ross, Amir Smith-Marset, Kadarius Toney, Marquez Valdez-Scantley, Justin Watson, and then the slash at five foot eight is Jerry and Ely, who is now moving back towards the running back group, but is still listed as wide receiver slash RB. So that's something to take to an account. There are a ton of players on here, and we like to look at the the official listings as well as our friends over at Our Lads who list out the positionals as they track the rosters. Uh, this is not an official depth chart by any way, shape, or form, but it does do a good job of giving you something to look at. And if you want to check this out, it's over at Our Lads uh, in the depth chart review section. So it, it's funny to me because just for anybody on YouTube, check out how many tabs Ryan has open. Just saying. Well, that's. I just closed about half of them, man. Give me a break. I got switch stuff back to, to the Chiefs. Here. Yeah, switch back to the Chiefs site for just a second because I want to see on height. This is something I want to look at. So Justin Ross is 6'4". Amir 
Smith Marset is six one. Kadarius Tony six foot. Marquez Valdez Scantling six four. Justin Watson six two. So they do have some taller wide receivers, mm-hmm. but not that many. Not very much. When you I guess it's maybe overall. Half. And that's what we're going to talk about coming up next week, folks. Is what what's Andy Reid's type in twenty twenty three? We've seen it evolve from the older days. Um, you know, with with To. Uh, Jason Avant, like we've seen some bigger players. Things are changing, and I think it's been gradual for the most part, except for a couple of outliers like MVS and Justin Watson, who both contributed some last year. Obviously, MVS uh, more so than what we've seen in years past. But the trend is not where we thought it was a couple years ago. That's coming up next week, so don't forget that. Be coming every day or because we have content for you all the time. So I think what stands out from the very get-go is this. There's a ton of them because the Chiefs have traditionally taken as many stabs at the position as they possibly can. They want a ton of wide receivers. And that's why we're going to have to break the rest of the show down into practice squad guys that we think want to be in town, uh, both the depth and the starting group. Go ahead. Can you scroll down just one more second? I want to see one more thing. Uh, Okay. Chiefs have four wide receivers on the roster that are over 25. Also something to keep in keep It definitely in is. Mind. Yeah, th- that's that's probably, for those of you who track breakout age in the college draft scenarios, that is something that does play a factor. But I think the Chiefs have been more comfortable than most teams in years past, at least, in, in adapting to that and giving themselves the ability to just kind of go with what's there based on performance. It is less of a factor, in my opinion, in Kansas City, ages – than in most teams. And I think that's that's unique a little bit. Uh, I think it comes down to the experience. Obviously, there's different values here. John Ross is 27 years old. He's got five years experience in the league, but he hasn't played nearly at all. And so it's relative to what you've done on the field. And I know there's we're going to talk about the Ross and Ross brothers here in a bit. MVS at only a year older and one year year more experience is vastly different in terms of looks, reps, touches, receptions, touchdowns, all of it than say either uh, Justin Watson, who's got the same experience, but is a year younger or John Ross. And then you get into the guys that are just kind of uh, sneaking up on you because Richie James is the same age as all of them. And I think he's the sleeper right now. I feel like, uh, according to what I'm hearing out of OTAs and minicamp, uh, we're going to be a little bit surprised at maybe how old this group ends up being in terms of the 53 and the guys that make the practice squad. We're going to take a look. You all know who the starters are, but we're going to review them here in just a minute when we get on the backside of this because now's your chance. You can get in right now on the ground floor before the NFL season starts because baseball is in full swing. So you can get your feet wet there at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, because you're a new customer, you can go sign up and get a no sweat first bet. That is a great deal. So that once you sign up, if your bet loses, you are eligible for up to $1,000 in bonus bets coming back to you on your account just for losing your first bet. It takes away the risk. And that's a big thing. You can get signed up for that no sweat first bet over at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You can see it here below on the YouTube feed. Don't miss your chance because it will not be here forever. And you probably want to be up and running before the NFL season actually gets going. So go over there now to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up for that no-sweat first bet. 
You can do it at FanDuel, the official partner of the MLB, the NBA, and most importantly, your NFL. You can make crazy bets over there as well. And the wide receiver group is going to be part of them because there are so many. And I think we're all pretty straightforward. Uh, We left this for the second segment because there's not a whole lot of question right now, barring an acquisition, that it's Sky Moore, Kadarius, Tony, and MVS are going to be your starting three. Do you see any reason that that doesn't happen? Not unless somebody shows up in training camp that just goes off that we don't expect. And we're saying this as of right now. I'm, I'm saying no. I think those are the three guys that could be your starters. That's the only caveat. Somebody shows up at training camp and blows up. Uh, and that's possible. I would love to see it happen because if that happens, you're in an even better position than what you think. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's a nice, like... Surprise, I will take that. The starters, I I just limit it to three. Do you think we should include like the four and the five? Because we do know that Andy's system causes a lot of rotation at the wide receiver spot. When you look at the target share from last season, there's there's a good variance there. Or is it just the three that we're calling starters? I'd say you get up to four. I don't know that you get five. Five really gets into your depth for special teams more than it really does starter or wide receiver. I mean, you may they may get on the field for a little bit, but I think Rasheed Rice has probably got the in for number four if if he can take it away from Justin Watson because I think they want to get Rasheed Rice on the field. I think they should want to, but I will say this. I personally feel, and I've heard a couple of things that indicate that this is the direction that's going in, at least right now, that Richie James is going to play a bigger role than we expect. Justin Watson was a role player. Uh, Obviously, Rice is a young guy. But so as we start on on the depth, and that's what we'll call it, we know the three starters. The first guy off the bench is depth, uh, at least in my book. I feel that that's most likely going to be Richie James. Right now, are you leaning towards Justin Watson in that role? It's hard because if you, and this is why I think it's so hard because you start getting into a point where Richie James also has special teams ability. So is he going to be your special teams guy and going to give you the ability to have a guy like Rasheed Rice be your fifth? Or is it going to have to be a Justin Watson? Because when you start looking at four, five, and six, maybe Richie James is the guy that comes off the bench the most. Maybe mm-hmm. he is that next wide receiver, but he also contributes on special teams. So then that gives you the question of who would typically be your five because you're probably only going to address five on game day. Does that go to Justin Watson or does it go to Rasheed Rice, who are probably the other two that are in the top six? I, I agree with you on that. Uh, I, I feel like it's it's got to be positionally oriented towards the offense rather than the special teams. Unless we find that, that Richie in particular is just phenomenally better at the return game than any other returners that they have. And there are a number, um, not only this position, which we'll cover here as we go through, but at other positions as well. A lot of talent uh, it has been back there in the college days that maybe they're looking at. And I think that'll just come down to Dave. Um, I do want to share this real quick before we go on, because uh, I want everybody to have an idea of what we're looking at. And that's not the right button that I'm trying to hit, but this one is. And that is here. When we look at the list of target share, uh, as it comes down, you see that the top three uh, were Travis Kelsey and the two receivers. And then it becomes that split that we saw last season between running back, secondary tight end, third receiver, fourth receiver, fifth receiver. Uh, And obviously, Tony was a a mid-year acquisition, so I'm not even counting him. I don't 
I'm not trying to say that it should count against him in any way. Uh, but that's where four and five, I think, are, are critical positions. So as you say, I feel it's James. And then do you think that they lean towards uh, Rasheed Rice getting reps in the regular season over Justin Watson? Or is this something where we're going to have to wait till later in the season to see a whole lot of Rasheed? Uh, that's the big question. And that's where I'm, I'm kind of stuck. I, until we see in training camp, what he's able to do, it's going to be very hard to know. Um, right now I'm leaning towards, he's probably wide receiver six. They know what they have in Justin Watson. They know what he's capable of. They know he can make big plays. They have to dial it up for him and they have to have certain coverages and they have to, you know, have certain plays, whatever, but he can step in and he can do that if he has to, uh, can Rasheed Rice do that right now? That's the big question. Because the reality is, is if you think Rasheed Rice can be what Justin Watson is, or even 80% of what Justin Watson is, starting day one, starting when the season starts, then you have to play Rasheed Rice. He's a rookie. He's a guy that you think is going to be part of your future at that position. And Justin Watson becomes wide receiver six. Agree. And and I think that that's, that's hedging their bets a little bit because they did give Justin Watson a contract structure that would indicate that they want him on the 53-man roster and they want yep. him week to week for whether it's team's coverage or his, his ability on offense. So I agree with you. That would take Rasheed Rice showing something more than the average rookie does in the first year of Andy Reid's system. So I think we have it in different order, but I do think we have the well, second tier, the, the five, four, five, six. We have the same group of people. Yeah, the other question that really will play into this, and this kind of goes into wide receivers a little bit, but it also comes into roster building, which we've talked about, is they usually they used to have a fullback dressed every single week. I don't think right. they're going to have a fullback this year. It doesn't look like they're going to bring anybody else in. Uh, it doesn't They don't have somebody on the roster. Does that mean they go with four tight ends? Or does that mean they go with maybe six wide receivers, which they haven't done in the past? that could change how some of this math works out and in, in the ability for Rasheed Rice to get on the field. I actually think it's even bigger than that. I think we sh- could see seven wide receivers on the 53-man roster come cut down day. I did well, that in our last preview, folks. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to get into who that number seven could be right after this. Now, I know you're chomping at the bit. I didn't mean to cut you off in the last segment, but uh, th- this is where I could see one more spot on the 53, at least initially. And there's a slew of guys that could be out there. And and really quick, I don't want to say that they couldn't take seven. What I was really trying to say is that it's a possibility you see six active. That's really what it comes Mm. down to for me. Is you get to the six active wide receivers, which gets Rice possibly on the field where he can contribute and do different things and learn with the offense and do that. That could change how things work out. We'll have to see how that ends up. But when you start talking about seventh wide receivers, you're absolutely right. There are guys that could be going for that spot. There are guys that maybe could be pushing for, you know, maybe a top six spot, depending on how they end up showing. Well, here's the nice thing about it. Like, I I literally do think that there could be a possibility of seven wide receivers on the 53-man roster. But even if there isn't, we know the attrition. We We've seen injuries hit this yep. wide receiver group in the past. We know that we have to be mindful of that. And so really, spot number seven is the the number one practice squad wide receiver. That's a position that if you earn that, you're likely to get called up for a few games. So you can treat that almost as a roster spot. But we'll start here. 
who's the leading contender in your mind right now for that seventh spot that either could be on the roster on a given week or, or may not, but is right there? Right now, uh, I think you have to be looking at probably it's going to be between Justin Ross, Smith, Smith Marset, and John Ross would be my guess. Uh, those are the guys that I think really could be that that wide receiver seven. I'm not sure who that would be right now. Um, we haven't seen anything in OTAs. We haven't seen anything in you know the mandatory mini camp to really give you a good idea as to who it's going to be. I think it's one of those three guys. Uh, there's possibility. There's an outside possibility it could be a guy like Kikio, Kikio Crawford, who they added to the roster if he continues to impress. But that's the big question right now is who's going to be that seventh? Who could be that eighth? And the other thing I want to throw out there, and I know I said this during our 53-man, and you disagree with me, and that's fine, but I am still of the opinion, if you have one of these other guys that we're about to talk about in this segment that show out, and they only have to, they can only keep six players, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I think Justin Watson could be off the roster. I know they paid him. I know they gave him a contract, but it's not like it's prohibited for them keeping him, and it was more of a, we want you here. We're going to pay you so you stay. And if they end up getting to a place where they have somebody that's better than Watson or they think is going to be better than Watson, you make the move, you cut him, and you eat the loss, and you're still in a better position because you're better than what you thought you were going to be. Yeah. At the end of the day, play on the field trumps everything. That is yep. the number one determination. And I agree with you that there. If it comes to the point where he's outplayed, Justin Watson's contract will not be a factor to make him stay on the roster. I'm completely with you there. I will say this. I think it's number seven is clearly Justin Ross right now because of what we've heard in the media. And I know a lot of folks are already probably saying to themselves, why don't you have him in the top six? And that's only because we haven't seen enough. And I haven't heard enough from the media that are there at practice to say that I feel he's outplayed the three guys ahead of him in Rasheed Rice and, uh, (laughs) Justin Watson being one of them to this point. And that doesn't mean that he won't in training camp, but we're talking about to this point. So I have him squarely as number seven. The interesting thing, you bring up Smith Marset, and I I do like that. Um, He's a third year player, but he is again in that kind of range where he doesn't offer you outside receiver prowess, right? He doesn't have the body type to be the X. And there's already a slew of guys that are between 5'10 and 6'1 that are going to be on this roster. So I find it a, a more of a hill that he has to climb to make even the seventh position to make it onto this practice squad. But I do think he is a practice squad player for this team. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think that he is going to have an outside chance of making it, but he does have a higher hill to climb. The other thing I want to say really quick, I know we already talked about four through six, but one of the other points that we haven't, that I didn't say was Richie James is another guy that technically could be in the same position as Justin Ross or sorry, not Justin Ross, Justin Watson. When you look at this roster, it's a question of the top four are going to be the top four, maybe including Richie James, but the four that aren't going anywhere are Tony Scanley or MBS, uh, Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice. Those four are guaranteed to be on the roster. Yeah. Richie James and Justin Watson probably are going to be on the roster, but that's what it comes down to who shows up at training camp, who shows up in the preseason. And that's the whole reason I make that point is. Richie James may be number four right now, but if Justin Ross outplays Richie James and Justin Watson, 
maybe Richie James isn't on this roster. Maybe they go a different direction and Justin Watson outplays Richie James at wide receiver. I don't know, but it is possible for, you know, it is possible that you have just those four that I mentioned, Sky Moore, you know, Rasheed Rice, MBS, and, and Tony are you're guaranteed to be on the roster. The rest of them, it's just a question of who plays best. Yeah, and then that's fair. And I think the consideration that we have to put out there as well, uh, and we're going to go through who, everyone we think will be on the practice squad, and starting with Justin Ross, I think we both agree there. But mm -hmm. Richie James and Justin Watson are both guys that will be picked up around the league. If they are released, I don't think you can get them on the practice squad. And that shouldn't be a factor that makes it, but it is something to consider if it's a tie or if it's close or something like that. So for Brett Veach and Andy Reid, that is something they will have to take into consideration. Yep. No, absolutely. My whole point was Richie James is, is probably safe right now, but if he gets outplayed, he's not guaranteed a spot like the other four are. So right. uh, the top three plus Rasheed Rice are, are guaranteed a spot on the roster, uh, in my opinion. I don't think that's going to change in any way, shape, or form. So, so who is chasing? Right. Yeah, so so then you get into a spot where we start talking about Justin Ross. The question with Justin Ross wasn't whether or not he was capable. It's a question of can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, he's capable. But then the next question with him is does he know the offense and can he step in and do what he needs to do? That's what we're going to really find out in training camp and preseason. If he's mm -hmm. able to do that, he has the talent to push Richie James and Justin Watson off the roster and maybe even push Rasheed Rice down to where Rasheed Rice doesn't get many snaps. It's a possibility. We won't know until we see him in, in all the practices are public, but it does feel like Justin Ross is continuing to make progress. And if, if he yep. does know the offenses, when it comes down to getting out there on practices full go, that's when we'll know. And that will be the determining factor. Now, who else can push for it? I've got the depth chart back up here as it, uh, is loosely collaborated right now. Um, who's pushing for that seventh spot? I think there's going to be seven, eight, and nine are going to be on the practice squad at the very least. You could see that stretch to 10. So if we have Justin Ross in this group as seven, the guys that I think are then eight, nine, possibly 10 are Smith Marset. Uh, I think Dark Horse, uh, Dark Horse uh, Ty Freifogel has a shot. And then it would be back and forth between John Ross, who's definitely got speed, but we don't know how he holds up. And Nico Remigio, who I think is an excellent returner, but he doesn't offer enough on the offensive side to break into that top seven. So you need to see him develop that part. The guys that I think are on the outside looking in are definitely, I think this is the last you're going to see a Cornell Powell on this roster or this practice yep. squad. I think they will part ways when it's all said and done. Um, Jerry Neely's a really interesting guy for me. I think he deserves to be slated a little bit more in the running backs. I think we'll talk about him more when that comes up. And I'm not trying to discount Kako Crawford. For those of you that are big fans, I get it. Um, but I just haven't seen anything on him yet. So I can't really make a determination. I'm just leaving him here at the bottom because of that. Uh, what do you see that's different? Nothing, really. I think that you're absolutely right. I think John Ross is going to be – this is obviously – if he doesn't make the the 53-man roster, I can't imagine he's going to be on the practice squad. I just don't see it. Is it possible? I guess in theory, he was out there. Nobody else picked him up. So if Kansas City thinks that they can make something of him or they want him for depth purposes, I mean, maybe they can bring him back on the practice squad. But if he doesn't make a push for the 53-man roster, then I don't think he's going to be in Kansas City. Uh, you start talking about Cornell Powell, I agree with you. If he's not on the 53-man, which we haven't seen anything that would make us think that he could be, 
he will right. be gone more than likely uh, because you're looking at other guys like, you know, Amir Smith-Marset, who I think Kansas City probably really likes. They've kept him here. And the nice thing for him is he has a year in the offense. He knows the offense more than some of the younger guys. I think that's going to give him an advantage. Uh, Nico Migio, you're right. I think that he's going to need some time. I don't think that that's going to be something that's going to push for a roster spot, but could push for a practice squad. And Jerry mm-hmm. Neely, you're right as well. I, is it going to be a situation where they want to use him as wide receiver or running back? Or is, is he going to get into a Dante Hall-like situation where he, he just uses a weapon in some way, shape, or form? It, that's going to be the, the magic, right? Is like, how could you sprinkle something in? Um, and, and we all know that Andy likes those wrinkles. Yeah, and, and to be clear, I'm not saying Ely is Dante Hall. I'm just saying, right. is, that, <laughs> right. is that the usage that they're going to use? Because Dante I, Hall was a wide receiver, but they used him in so many different ways. They really called him a weapon in, in a different sense, as, and not as much as a wide receiver. Um, honestly, I'll be happy if Ely could turn out to be Dexter McCluster. Let, let's be real. Yeah. Nobody's going to be Dante Hall. Right. Yeah, I'm not saying it's Dante Hall. I'm just talking about the the weapon type of, you know, where they're going to line up in multiple different spots. If he can do that, that gives you even more ability to bring him up for a game or two, use him in specific scenarios where you know that he's going to get good mismatches against another team's defense. And maybe he scores a touchdown or two for Kansas City coming up for a game or two, and they have specific things that they want to do for, do with him. I mean, that's yeah. possible. Again, we don't know anything until we actually see them in, in training camp and see them at practice. Oh, uh, sorry, see them in preseason. Once we see that, we'll have a much better idea. But that's kind of the role that he could he could play. Yeah, I, I think that's certainly within the realm of possibility. And we'll we'll ask Matt Derrick tomorrow. Uh, our beat reporter back, Derek from ChiefsDigest.com, will be with us tomorrow. Uh, man on the scene that's inside the building and may have a different vibe on what's going on. We'll check in with him tomorrow. We'll be back on Thursday and Friday for our looks at how you can modernize the game from a throwback standpoint. What can you take and repurpose? We all know that they've done uh, Ring Around the Rosie and they've done a play from 1936 in a Super Bowl. What could be next? Well, that's our our throwback look. And then Friday, we're going to get into what does this Friday look like for your building of your rosters. Be with us. We're here five days a week. Thank you for liking and subscribing. Check out another Locked On show. We appreciate your time with us today, and we'll talk to you.